LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid gospel center ministry trip every week. Every single week. Every single week. Excellent. Now, uh, I just want to kick off uh, and say we would love you, uh, if you can, give a one-off donation to the online resource library. We want to keep providing a whole bunch of free resources for churches all across Australia. This is just one of those, uh, and and so we'd, we'd love you to give. So head to registrar.com.au forward slash give. Give tax deductibly, give a one-off donation so we can keep producing a whole bunch of resources for the Australian church. But for now, you have to press play on episode two. We're doing a three-part series. This is part two called Reset. Now, this week we are looking at where? Last week we looked at the now. That is, what's the current situation? Let's interrogate reality a little bit, find out what's happening in our church as we seek to grow healthy, multiplying evangelistic uh, churches and and healthy, mature disciples. Uh, This week... Uh, we're going to look at the where. That is, where do we actually want to go? The following week, the third episode, we're going to uh, come back and look at the how. So rather than going from now to how, we're going now, where, and then come back to see how we get there. And this is part two. Scott, what Now, w- what's interesting about this question is I reckon a lot of pastors are really good at the, the now part. We're really good at analysing, looking back, interrogating. Critiquing ourselves, critiquing I think, ourselves. actually. Yeah, being right ourselves. down on ourselves. Yep, yeah, that's absolutely. it. We're, yep. we're great at that. Yep. Um, but the where, you know, like we don't we don't sit in that forward thinking space, uh, looking ahead, uh, and and that's partly we're just caught up in that seven day cycle. We're we're thinking about the next Sunday, hmm. and then we're thinking about the Sunday after that, and we might be thinking about the third Sunday because we know that that's going to be a really hard sermon to preach. But we we don't actually I think that great at forward thinking. Now I say that as someone who. I think I don't spend enough time in in the now and looking back. Hmm. Uh, I'm I'm already thinking about next year all the time, so um, it's kind of not my my um, issue. But for, for you know, how how do you well, how do you stick in the where? Let me let let me push into that a little bit for a moment though, because I think I don't know many churches who don't have a vision statement, some sort of vague, even if vague, some vision statement. So a lot of leaders, I think, would say, "Well, we know where we're going." It's this kind of it's Matthew twenty-eight encapsulation. I think you said it though. It's a vague. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a vague. So that's that is that is a difference, isn't it? So when we're talking about where here, we're not talking some sort of um, vague vision out the front uh, of saying not vague. Not that's not meant to be pejorative because you know we want to grow disciples. We want to see people become Christians, grow to maturity. But actually, the how does that look like? I shouldn't have used the word how because that's the following me. But what but does it look like? What does it look like? <laughs> Like in that where situation, that's what you're describing, isn't it? How do we actually um, put on paper where it is we as a church are heading towards, where we throw our resources behind? And, and, and again, it's a, it's a, it's that what question. You know, what, is, what does it look like in three to five years or what would we want it to look like in three to five years? We're not looking for that pithy statement in this. We actually just want to get a whole bunch of people to say, I'd really love it you know, if our church you know, did X, Y, Z. And again, not doing it just by yourself, because again, I think that's often. Mm. And and you know, I find I'm I'm terrible at creative thinking. You know, by myself, I need a whole bunch of people uh, to get around to sort of push me around and 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 start thinking about things. Doing this with other people as part of a team to think, well, what you know, the 
what future are we actually looking forward to? So, you know, we often ask a, a few questions just in our consults. We, we ask the question, you know, what specific future are you praying and working towards? Just as a, you know, the specific future. You know, it forces people to think in the future, but also they'd be specific about it. We also sometimes ask this question, uh, if that's not working, what would make you look back in five years and say, that was a really good five years? Uh, so again, putting themselves in the position of actually, we're, in, we're here five years, if we look back, what are the things that we've seen? What are the things that we're celebrating? What are we going, that was a really good use of, of, of our five years as a church. And then the last one, just recognizing that every church is different. They've got growth, different growth engines and different distinctives because of their location, their context. What are the distinctives of, of your church as well? So actually forcing people to sort of push into that question and, and then think, okay, uh, our, our future, you know, our vague vision statement, as you say, must be different from the vague vision statement down the road because we've got a different group of people. Uh, we've got a different location and space uh, that we're, you know, that we're, we're wanting to push into. Yeah. So I on last weekend, my church that I'm a part of, we had a consult. How was? How were you actually in the room? Were, were yeah, you, I was. And I was. How, how was that? Just, well, just sort of... I, I, uh, it was, it was excellent. Peter Blanche, number one consultant in the Reach Australia team. Uh, it's a tie. There's five people tied for number one. Uh, but he's, anyway, your he, he was, he's your favourite anyway. He, yeah. he was excellent. He was great. But one of the one of the great moments, there were lots of really helpful things, some hard conversations, but really helpful things. One of the really helpful moments was at the end where we did ask that question. We, we In pairs, we shared, um, in five years' time, what would you like to see? And then we got back together as a group and we all sent and Pete wrote them up. Just fantastic to see the different things that people are hoping for praying for moving towards that was a really powerful moment for us as a church so negatively <laughs> <laughs> sometimes what we see is actually we see there's not a lot of alignment mm. uh, and there's also not a lot of clarity yeah and so again what's really helpful in that is is to have that conversation and go well actually whoa whoa we've got a lot of different what what is actually achievable? Again, that's where thinking in the where question. I think often in this space is is really uh, analysing your community um, and thinking through the the shifts that have taken place in your community. So, in some ways, it's, it's a bit of a now, yeah. but I, I like to put in the where. What does the future of this community look like? Uh, is it going to double in size in, in terms of the population? Where are the sort of growth themes? What um, what's the changing demographic shifts? Mm. So, we've, we've been working with a, with a church over the last few weeks. And uh, one of the things that, um, you know, they've noticed is that the population's aging, you know, so it was a young families area, but now it's more expensive to live in that area. So you're going to get older families now in the area. The other shift that they were seeing is that you're seeing second generation uh, Australian born uh, Chinese um, people moving into the area. Mm. And the other thing you're seeing first generation uh, subcontinentals. So, So they're two shifts that have taken place. And again, one of the things we're wanting to see is a church that actually is, you know, like its community, or it's sort of a health thing that we, we look at. Mm. So what does it look like for this church to be reaching, you know, those two groups of people better? And then the other amazing thing was that the, the, in the next 15 years or the next 14 years, population growth is going to double in size. So again, identifying where those places are. And you, and you, you can tell, you know, you can see the, the old village and you can see the, the newer houses and the medium density going up. So then in the where, what does it look like to reach those people? Um, you know, can we reach those people uh, is, is a question to be thinking in this space. Yeah, and there's, there's that dynamic, isn't it? Because even seeing everyone's on, the, on the, the page and having done this at other churches as well, it does help to calibrate the expectation because sometimes, you know, you get some that's way out there, the where, but it gives an insight into where people's hearts are at and it helps you as a group have the, have the uh, conversation around how to actually 
put on a page where we will drive our results because we can't do everything, um, but having clarity around that. It's interesting as well, you're talking about the, the changes around. Sometimes we don't see those changes that are happening and it's not until you interrogate the now. Uh, you might have a picture of where you want the church to go, but actually if you interrogate the now, you realise that, that that future isn't quite where the church needs to go in order to reach the people mm. who will be there. Yeah. So we often we yeah, we often use the language of the where is that you know what's that desired future outcome desired in the sense that this is under God uh, this is gonna you know this is His work that we're fellow workers in uh, this is what we want to be praying for uh, this is also what we're going to be planning for as well you know again um, putting putting a, a thing on a bit of paper uh, doesn't necessarily mean it will happen and there might be a bigger shift that takes place like COVID uh, that just really just changes changes everything. Mm. But again, the where question is helpfully going, uh, where is it that we're wanting to, to achieve? So that, that then allows us to actually look back and, and plan and work out, well, what does it look like for a small group, you know, a number of small groups we're going to need in church life? What does it look like for our gatherings? Um, what does it look like for sort of raising up leaders so we can actually send them out? What are we going to need to be thinking about with our uh, training systems and our uh, development systems in church life uh, as well? And so I think that that where question, encouraging people to think, what if church was double in size? What does that mean then for you know music and um, and teams on a Sunday? What does it mean for our just our community life? It gets you to wrestle with a whole bunch of um, uh, of problems, I think, in a really helpful way, and it's energizing. You know, as you as you said, um, you know, it's energizing for the whole group to just sort of think and ponder and go, "Hey, this is what it could look like." I think one of those key pieces that that we can push into this space is, well, there's a couple of key pieces. We can look back into the past often. You know, that some churches have had periods where they have been, you know, they've seen lots of evangelistic growth or they've seen lots of church planting or expansion. And so looking back in the past in this sort of where place as well can help, you know, help you think about the the where, you know, we've, we've actually been there before, we've actually seen this. The other thing is just thinking about your big days in church. So thinking about Christmas and Easter, mm. you know, people think, oh, we, look, we just haven't got people back. But actually... No, two or three years ago, can you remember that, you know, Easter where we, you know, the don everyone's got the story about the donkey or the goat or something, you know, something's gone on with a camel or that's Christmas. Um, but, uh, <laughs> God of Easter's in you, have you? But they've all got a story of, of something going wrong on that day, but also the place being full and yeah. and uh, and there being an energy in the place. And so I think, you know, getting tapping into that um, is really helpful as you think about uh, the where, but again, being realistic in that um, in that picture. Okay, well, can I ask in that, as you're consulting with churches, as people are, are putting their wares out there that can be quite disparate, can be quite varied and wide, how do you get people to lock into things? Because it's great to have the where listed, but you've got 20 things. You know, it's a lot of, it's a shotgun approach. So what do you do? Uh, yeah, I, we, we mine for the conflict. So I think I think it's helpful to helpful to help put in front of people. If we're going to reach this people, this this people group over here, it means probably you're not going to be able to reach that people group. You know they're very different. Let's let's talk about that. Um, you know let's let's hear what's going on in your heart for why you want to reach you know reach, reach that population. So so it's, it is actually creating conflict and helping you know healthy conflict where people are able to actually uh, articulate and and uh, you know push into where where they're at. Um, I, I think a helpful part and often what we're doing is is actually turning those those phrases and those those dreams into clear goals. So often what we see is there's actually not a clear um, output goal unfortunately we often don't hear a lot of conversion goals and, and desires for evangelistic growth mm. often as we hear people talking and so you know that's the carefulness often in a consult we don't want to put that on someone we actually 
we're hoping the whole process is actually identified in the in the now that they haven't seen conversion graph and actually go that's actually something about you know that that we want to want to see as yeah. well. Yeah. But it still it still often comes in last. It's very most churches are very inward looking, um, and over time we become inward looking. You know the things that are on our heart are often the things that are going to help my family. You know I'm, I want a strong youth group and I want my kids to be loving kids church and I want interesting sermons. So when I come to church on a Sunday, I'm not going to be you know looking at the plaques and uh, and checking out what happened in 1920s. Uh, mm. You know so we we think about what we want and so getting that outward outward focus is I think a really important part of the uh, of the where. Yeah. Okay, thinking through expansion, what are the options for expansion? Yeah, so uh, there, there are really probably sort of four things when, you, when you're sitting down with a church and thinking about that, where, where you can go. You can expand your current site, uh, which often means you know, starting a new gathering uh, or pushing into the building constraints that you may have as well. Now, the building constraint one is a, is a long-term, you know, sort of four or five-year thing, but that might be one of the reasons why you're not actually able to expand. You might have already expanded as much on the site. The, the, the second options to think about are those expansion options through planting or through multi-site. And they have you know, two, uh, the same outcome. You're, you're sending off a group of people to meet on a different site. But the plan option is, is more sending a group out you know, so that they'll, they'll have pre, you'll have prayer and partnership, but they'll be a new church. The multi-site, is, it, it'll be another location. So really, you've, you know, it's the quicker, faster option than building a you know building a bigger barn I guess um, uh, now the fourth option and one that I think will happen you know more and more potentially is the merger option as well so sorry what was it? the first was current site second first was, was planting multi-site yeah. yep um, what's the third one third one is merger merger sorry yep yeah so merger so uh, again I think this is a harder one for a, a healthy existing church to sort of go and pursue uh, but more and more I think we're going to be seeing churches actually working together and seeking to reach out uh, and work together. Yeah. Okay, so we've got current site, expand there, work out what to do with your building or multiple services even in that. Um, second option is planting um, or a multi-site option campus. And the third is merger. Now, how do you decide between those? <laughs> well, again, as I said, I don't think you can you can push for a merger. You can't look for, uh, for a dying church, but, uh, but often, uh, you know, that's going to happen over working in, you know, uh, in, in a region and building trust and, uh, and, and relationship, and often it takes time for the the joining church to sort of you know come and raise a question. Uh, we we you know we want to work with you closely. In terms of the, the both the planting and the multi site, they're sort of 12, 18 month questions. Uh, they don't you know they don't happen uh, you know quickly in some ways. Uh, so you, you you need to you need to obviously you know find a planter. You need to find a location. Uh, you need to start building a you know a launch team and then you need you know lie off and say lots lots of money as well you know renting premises employing a, a new person uh, they they all cost lots of money so just to say get in front of that early engage the plant team at reach australia uh, get that person assessed but you, you need to be starting to put that where picture in front of people as well we want to yeah. be a church that's growing that's reaching reaching our region yeah. and again often that question's pushed at you because there's a there's a new growth area 15 minutes away and there's no other church in the local region and we we're it and and we've got a heart or we've got people coming from that area and you've heard that you know we want to be a planning church or we've been a planning church in the past and we want to plant again hmm. uh, so so that's uh, that's the thing and then in terms of expanding your site that's a congregation congregation mixed question and uh, and I and I think again that's um, 
you know, that can be a, a complex one, particularly because you've got a change process there often. You're asking people to move or you're shutting something down or you're shifting, you know, a traditional service to be a more family oriented service so that you can have two options for families to, um, you know, to come on a Sunday. And that's been a tricky one recently, just with COVID, people have expanded congregations and they've collapsed a lot of them back in. Some have held them, um, but it does take a huge amount of resources to run two concurrent or three concurrent congregations. Uh, more teams, more leaders, more complexity and all of that. Um, but in order to keep reaching people and growing, you want to work out how you do that. All right, Scott. Well, uh, we've looked at the now last week interrogating reality. Uh, second week of reset, we've looked at the where, that is where do we want to go and beginning to drill into some kind of specifics. What is the one thing that you would want to say uh, when it comes to where? My favourite question in the where is probably asking uh, what would good look like in five years? So pursue that question in the where, uh, pursue it with a number of people and, uh, and see what God's putting on people heart, people's hearts. Excellent. Well, uh, Toolbox, Scott, what do you got for us this week? Well, again, I uh, want to pull you back into the, uh, into the podcast uh, podcast library. Uh, it's a great library. There's lots of great resources in there. So I'll share a couple of podcasts for you to actually um, uh, think into this space. Uh, but I, I actually think in this space, I'd, I want to encourage you to pull out the episode on multi-site if you haven't thought about that. Uh, we've got a great resource with Wade Burnett uh, at our conference a few years back talking about multi-site. So have a listen to that one if that's you know triggered your sort of where. Uh, we've just released a great uh, mergers podcast series on the Reach Australia podcast series. Uh, I think the, the 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 session where we interview Anthony Barraclough from uh, Northlight Church in West Pimble in Sydney is just a great example of of you know the reality. It's going to take a that's a that's a long term conversation. So again, hearing that story and thinking, yeah, what, you know, what options could uh, could be there? And the third one is uh, engage Reach Australia. You know, give us a call, uh, get us to come out and uh, and help you think through uh, the where with a with a church health consult. Really encouraged to hear that um, you know your experience as a congregation member uh, was a you know was a powerful one. Hmm. So we want to we want to keep you know seeing healthy evangelistic churches all across Australia. So engage us uh, in a consult. Excellent. Well, just a quick reminder as we close, uh, we would love you to support uh, the work of Reach Australia on in our online resource load, reachaustralia.com.au forward slash give. So if you can head over there and just for a one-off donation if you can, um, that would be excellent to support the work uh, that we're doing here as we support local churches and leaders. That's all from us on this episode of The One Thing. I'm Derek Hanna. I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon. <laughs>